Hey, 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 Johan. How's your hey. day? <laughs> Episode two. Let's unpack oh, this. It's been a long process. Johan and Ariella. We're here. How's it going, dude? How's it going, bud? It's going great. No complaints. Honestly, uh, global life It's been aside, so long since I've seen you. So long. So long. Yesterday, Johan came over. We watched all of Project Greenlight. I don't know if you guys have heard of this show. It's sort of uh what you might call obscure <laughs> produced by matt damon ben Very affleck obscure. it was on hbo <laughs> yes but like five years ago um it's like a reality you show you weren't even born five years ago no i wasn't i'm very <laughs> smart for my age um so it's like a reality show for people who don't really care about reality tv but who love filmmaking yeah it was on hbo about five years ago and it was it <laughs> This feels like deja vu because just so everyone knows, we recorded a second episode already. We did. It's a ghost episode. So the thing, we've been having lots of technical difficulties. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but let's just say we talked already talked about a lot of these things, but you will never hear that. You're going to hear this version. But let's talk about Project Greenlight <laughs> for now, and then we can tell you guys all of our technical difficulties we even had technical difficulties today after me trying to perfect our process but i know i know we're yes. perfectionists it's Project hard to Greenlight. be it's hard to be an artist in today's world we're oh. just, it's just true art commerce technology um project Greenlight is about Basically, HBO gives $3 million to an up-and-coming filmmaker to make a film, in this case, that they wrote. The filmmaker didn't like the script that they gave him, so he decided to write a whole new one. But it was the with the intention of, write, of filming a script that they wrote. $3 million for a debut film. And the whole series is like the reality show documentation of all the mishaps that go on. Yeah, so... This man was named Jason Mann. He's the worst. Describe him, Ariella. Oh my god, he's like a he's like walking paste kind of. <laughs> he's so tall, he's so thin and ghostly and and so serious. He's like no fun. This was before Black Lives Matter and Me Too. Yeah. And there's this um woman who's a producer on the film. She's the only black woman in the like development room and she's always fighting for marginalized voices and women's voices and she's shot down time and time again but she keeps fighting she was shot down by matt damon and at the time it was a big thing and now it would be an even bigger thing oh yeah matt damon would be canceled but he was not yes yes yeah so matt damon and ben affleck are like only barely involved and the way executive producers are barely involved on films in general um let's just say this movie ended up apparently really bad and that's because the director they chose insisted that they film on film not digital (laughs) that and also he wouldn't pick a location for like three weeks because it was not right yeah he was one of those and i know them because i went to film school those people who want everything under their vision Right. Like even the smallest details they want in their vision or what they envisioned. And the thing about filmmaking is that it's a very collaborative process. And when you think about the money you have, even if you have three and a half million dollars, the film this man wanted to create was completely out of the budget of having three and a half million dollars. I mean, he just graduated from film school. So he was a recent film school graduate. 
and he thought, oh, I have three and a half million dollars. I'll be able to do all of this stuff. But he had no idea how to make a commercial film. And this whole reality show is basically him arguing for the smallest elements of the film that don't really make a difference, mm-hmm. like using film versus digital. There's like three episodes it's in the all series about, about him using film versus him using digital. So this is such a nerdy film school com- conversation, but I love it. <laughs> I think that it's a great... Uh... Do you think anyone who isn't in the liberal arts or who isn't a movie maker or who isn't a creative would enjoy this series or do you think everyone would kind of enjoy watching this pile of garbage i think so because everyone loves reality tv i think effie brown who's the producer uh is a fantastic character i think the obviously the there's a lot of drama that the makers of the tv show probably extrapolated from what happened i mean if you hate the main guy as much as we hated him there's a lot of fun to be had there but i don't know it's not the bachelor it's not i don't watch a lot of reality tv shows so i can't think of another one it's not keeping up it's not love island it's not love island it's not what's that one on netflix the one about hot people there's one about hot people too what is it like hot circle i don't know there's so many (laughs) but it's not like that but it is fun if you have any interest in filmmaking or the process behind it i hope every production goes better than this one, the movie turned out terribly. I didn't, we watched like 10 minutes of it or less, and it was so bad. Um, Ed Weeks is in it, though. I love that man. He's a charming British man. He is the only highlight. He's also in the Mindy Project. Yes, I love the Mindy Project. Um, so that's what we did last night. Let's talk a little bit more about film. We watched Malcolm and Marie. Yes, we went to a drive-in to see we Malcolm to and Marie. Yeah. Before it came out on Netflix yesterday, we saw it before all but of now, you. But now the great thing about this is that we can talk about the film and yeah, not have to no hold spoilers. back. Because everyone, I mean, I guess we should still not talk That's about true, it, That's true, no spoilers. Right? Oh. Um, so let's just okay. say I really <laughs> liked this movie. I think it's gotten some, I want to say backlash, but it seems like a lot of people. Did you hear anything yesterday on Twitter about it? I saw that Sam Levinson was responding to some backlash about two things. One is the age difference between Zendaya and John David Washington, and one is the fact that he's white and wrote and directed a movie with black people. I didn't actually hear what he said, but I heard Uh that he was responding. Um, He was on Clubhouse, too, with Zendaya. I guess he was. we totally missed it. Everybody I know is getting on Clubhouse. (laughs) Hey, if you want, follow me on Clubhouse, Johan M. Don't follow me yet. I'm not ready. (laughs) <laughs> but I, i'm not gonna shout you out i'm not gonna dox your clubhouse username not yet one day i'm not ready it's such a hard i haven't gotten i haven't spoken out. one word on clubhouse yet um but this movie is totally up my alley i it's just like two people in a room talking two beautiful sexy people and fighting and it's like a play i love that i really like the cinematography um what did you think well what was cool about this film was that they made it during covid so basically the entire film took place in one house with two actors the whole cast was 12 people or like 14 people and they didn't have any makeup they didn't have any wardrobe there was only two people in the whole film so you see no one else but malcolm and marie zendaya and and john washington so I think for the limitations that they had, it was actually a really good film. It reminded me a lot of like watching a play. Exactly. A two-man play. 
Mm-hmm. So that that's what it reminded. So I thought it was it was good. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting. Like some of the the topics that were brought up during the kind of similar to Project Greenlight. Yes, <laughs> about filmmaking and. It seems like he was really concerned about what the LA Times thought about his film. It's true. I don't think that's a spoiler, but it has a similar. I think it's like it's not even the New York Times. It's the... Who cares about the LA Times? <laughs> I just think guys who make films who want to be auteurs are, are annoying and need to go away. They do. They need to go away. They need. You're so full of themselves. Um, they're obsessed with their egos and their art and it's annoying because film is really a compromise so stop acting like you're the sole author of a movie and that anything anyone has to say about it has only things to say about you you know like there's so many people and things that go into a movie it's like one of the most collaborative art forms if you're writing a book you are the author but even that takes feedback and help but so I don't know why you would go into film and want to be a director and think you're the only person in charge of this you know what and I mean? not giving people proper credit, too. I think that's the parallel between both the film we watched and Project Greenlight <laughs> is that the both – well, Malcolm and Marie, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but he is a director. Yes, Malcolm, and a writer, I think. And a writer. And he wrote this film, and I don't think he gave proper credit where it was due, and it's the same with Project Greenlight because this man – wants control over everything and he doesn't want to acknowledge what other people have to say in his process so i think there's some parallels there with filmmaking well this is the film episode I it's think. a film episode where <laughs> i gotten johan a little bit back into filmmaking i think johan used to be a writer <laughs> i went I, to film school. he went to film school yeah, a lot of people don't know that a, a few a few people i know maybe know that but yeah, I, I, I went to film school. Yeah, and I watched one of Johan's short films that he wrote. It was quite entertaining. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is if he doesn't want me to, but you can look it up on YouTube. Do you want to say what it is? Yeah, it was campus security. I think if anyone who I went to school with is listening to this, they know they know about it. Yeah, it was. A, I think you see a spark I of a young it. talent there. Co-wrote it. I don't know. I just gave up on screenwriting. But I am, yeah, I am a, I am trained in, in making films, I guess. What I learned in film school is. <laughs> and Ariella wants to make films. So. I do. Um, I want to do other things as well. But having a, a screenplay made from something I wrote, not screenplay, a movie made from a screenplay I wrote would be amazing. So Ariella has a great screenplay she wrote. And I sent it over to one of my friends who... He doesn't work in the industry, but he connected with someone who works in the industry. And, you know, we gave him the log line and everything. And they were just like, oh, well, they just want to do, like, action, mm-hmm. international stuff. And so. I'm used to that. Yeah. I'm very used to it. Which is sad because I, what I write, I feel like can be done in such a low budget. Way less than <laughs> way less Jason Mann's film. Yeah. Dollars. Way less than that. Probably millions the most. If anyone wants to finance a film, hit us up. HMU. <laughs> Anyone wants to sponsor this podcast, hit us up. Yeah, I think I I love independent films. I really hope there's still a market for it. I don't know what people want to see right now. I honestly don't know what the film market looks like without theaters. So I'm, I think we've lived in the time of a lot of Marvel movies, which I'm not complaining about. 
I think for whoever likes them, I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, Marvel movies suck. I think they're actually pretty cool and entertaining. Yeah. I just personally like different kinds of movies. But I just wish they didn't take away from smaller, more independent, character-driven films. Like, why can't both happen? That's true. Now, one thing we did yesterday, too, was we did a playing competition. Yes. Crushed. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to redeem yourself right now on this podcast. <laughs> I hate you. So... I don't want to do it, but look. <laughs> but it's good content. So we it should, is. Okay. We should do it. I'll okay. do it. So, look, we're going to do a little, little wager. Well, What's the wager? What's the wager to be? Um, if I win, I get to eat a Thin Mint. If you win, you could eat a Thin Mint. All right, that sounds good. Because I've been really into yeah. Girl Scout cookies lately. Well, then we'll talk about Mariah's cookies after. Yes, yeah. and so, Girl Scout cookies. This okay. is a plank competition. We're going to do a forearm arm plank. And this is happening in real this time. This is happening in real time. Okay, All one, right, ready? In three, two, two one. one. All right. So <laughs> We're far, in. it's all good. So far, so good. How are you feeling? I feel fine. Okay. So yesterday, how long do you think we, we did this for? I don't know, but we should have learned our lesson and started to time it. I think we did for like a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how long we go um, because we're recording ourselves. Yeah. This is a little break. Uh-huh. How long can you guys uh, do a plank for? Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Slide into our clubhouse. Slide, <laughs> well, not yours. Not, because, not mine. No, no, no. But uh, anyway, how's your day? My day's good. Um... <laughs> Look, I am... Maybe we have to do a Twitch stream or something Ugh. like that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this, but I didn't exercise today, so it's probably good I'm doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. Can you just imagine? It's really hard. I don't even think it's been a minute. I know. <laughs> All right, I'll drop down. Thank you, I won. <laughs> We're one in one. How long was that? I don't know. It was like a minute. Anyway. Really? It felt like forever. Yeah, good job, dude. Yeah. So go ahead and have your Thin Mint. Speaking of cookies, the other day, I really love cookies. Like chocolate chip cookies. That's my favorite treat. And I went on DoorDash and I saw that there was this little cookie store called Mariah's Cookies. And I was like, oh. This is cool. They do like late night cookie deliveries and stuff like that. So I was really stoked on that. And then I saw that they had really nice packaging. And then at the back, I saw it said Mariah Carey cookies. Mm. And I was like, You're like, who's Mariah? Yeah. And as it turns out, you know, Mariah Carey partnered with the guy who owns Buca de Beppo to open a cookie ghost kitchen concept that you can buy through like DoorDash and Uber Eats and stuff like that. Dang. Yeah. Honestly though, I tried a few. Not as good as the Girl Scout cookies I ordered on Grubhub. <laughs> Come on, Mariah, it, compete it, with that. That just shows you that we're in um we're, we're in a different time. Different where you can world. Get your Girl Scout cookies via Grubhub. Yeah, it's funny when you get older because Girl Scout cookies is like a strain of weed. And also there are Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scouts actually like to sell their cookies outside of dispensaries. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, it's actually genius marketing. That is pretty genius. Wow. Right? Yeah. Have you seen that personally or have you just heard I just of seen, that? I've saw pictures. I 
I've heard things. You've heard I things. was a Girl Scout. That's not something we Is did. That somewhere but <laughs> outside of dispensaries? Uh, when I was a Girl Scout, dispensaries were just not a thing. Right. A good ten or what was it like fifteen years ago? Man, I'm old. Would you be shy when you would sell Girl Scout cookies? What was the experience like for selling Girl Scout cookies? I don't remember doing that a lot, um, which was weird because I expected to. I don't think I did, like, the door-to-door thing. Um, I was very shy, so no, I wasn't the salesman like I am now. If I were a Girl Scout now, I would sell so many cookies. Ariella crushes it at her job. I have to sell memberships, memberships. and I love it. It's, It's a high. What can I say? I love the feeling of getting somebody who had no intention of spending extra money, spending extra money, <laughs> and now having a full year membership to a place they never really go to. <laughs> Ariella, have you ever been signed up for a multi-level marketing scheme? Or has anyone tried to drag you into a multi-level marketing scheme? I got scheme? pretty close, Johan. Really? I saved myself. Really? What happened? Tell us about that. So I worked at Forever 21 before I worked where I work now, which is where I honed my sales abilities. Um, I know nothing about clothes, so you can imagine it was quite the learning experience. Do so, you like, know how to fold clothes? No, I still don't, really. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't, they never really taught us how to fold clothes either there. So I really was like very nervous that customers would be upset at me at how I put clothes in their bags. Oh, but no man. one was. Um so it was like my third day working there, and this girl comes in and she's asking, like, where are the bike shorts? So I take her to the bike shorts, and I say, oh, I actually just put some bike shorts away. Here you go. And she was like, wow, you're such a good saleswoman. How long have you been doing this? I'm, I said, it's like my third day. <laughs> she's like, I just, I'm shocked. And of course, she was buttering me up, but I didn't know that then. I'm pretty <laughs> scammable. I'm, I like, I'm naive and short. And just trusting of people. And I'm also always looking for a friend. So <laughs> it's not the first time someone's tried to scam me. But this is the first time in real life, I guess. Otherwise, it's always been online. Um, we'll get to that another time. But this girl was like, I don't know, we just started talking. And she said, you know, I used to be like sucked up in the corporate world. I also worked at Forever 21 a little bit. All my money went back to Forever 21. Then I've just been slaving in the corporate world. And then I found out through friends that you can spend a third of that time selling things and the rest of your time doing whatever you want. And I said, that sounds pretty cool. (laughs) Okay. um, Sounds kind of vague, but sounds good in theory. So we just had a phone call later, too. I didn't really care so much about what she was trying to talk to me about. I I just thought she was a nice person. Mm -hmm. Um... But then she wanted to me to join this Zoom call with what she called her mentors. Oh, um, okay. So the people at the top of the pyramid. The scheme. people at the top of the pyramid scheme. Yeah. Um, and that day I didn't want to. It was the fires, and I just didn't want to join. So I called her. I said, "Hey, I don't really want to do this. I feel like the fires are making my head feel weird, and it's just been like we were almost evacuated." And she said. Well, if you're not going to join, you should tell me because it's an honor to be a part of it's this. It's an honor to be a part it's of this an honor. scheme. <laughs> yeah, so I got on, and it was just clear. I was like, this is so weird. They Because they didn't say what the name of their, I don't know what to call it, business is, until like 15 minutes in. <laughs> that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, and then everything you talk about is so vague. It's all about like changing your life and like taking your time for yourself and not being a slave to a 9-to-5 job. 
and making like more money while working way less. Yeah. And eventually, I just like once they said what their corporation is, whatever it's called, it's called Worldwide Dreamers. I looked it up and, and if Mr. All, Worldwide, there are all these Reddit threads about anti MLM and anti multi level marketing schemes. And you know, I guess if you're good at sales and everything, you can have a good life in that, but you are in a cult and no one will want to talk to you. I've also had people try to drag me into a multi level marketing scheme. I had a similar situation with a former friend from middle school. His name was Jordan Sir. I don't care about saying his name because <laughs> I just doxed him. Yeah, he tried to drag me into a multi-level marketing scheme. He reached out one day on Facebook and was like, hey, Johan, it's been a while. Like, let's catch up. I let's go to Starbucks. MLM I go to Starbucks and it's like him and some guy <laughs> I've never seen before in my life. So it was so weird. So weird. Okay. Ooh, I like that. And you know what? I think it might be time to start wrapping up our second episode here. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye.